I forgot what the topic is for today. Oh, that's right. It's memory loss. Welcome to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with Dr. Brian Forrest. Hello. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show and a Happy New Year. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about memory loss. When do you need to worry on Access Health Radio? And we'd like to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show, they want to find out more information about your practice, uh, where can they find that? Well, if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health, or they can send email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Just make sure to include your contact information. After the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. If you want information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, uh, listeners are welcome to go to ACC Health. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. So, Dr. Forrest, I think a lot of people, as they get older, are concerned that their memory might not be as good as it used to be. Quite frankly, I think I suffer from that myself. I understand you're going to discuss memory loss today and tell us when we should consider getting it evaluated. Well, Mike, one of the things that I hear all the time from patients in my practice is that they are concerned about getting Alzheimer's disease and that they're worried about changes that they've noticed or friends or family have noticed with their memory. And, you know, first, there are definitely some mild memory and concentration changes that may occur with age that are normal. However, when those changes become such that they actually affect your daily living, uh, then we have to be really concerned about that. And there are multiple forms of what we call dementia, which are actually abnormal memory changes that we're going to discuss today. Right off the bat, I think it is important to let people know that not all memory loss is Alzheimer's disease. In fact, it may not even be dementia, but a lot of there are a lot of different types of dementia, and we're going to go over some of those today. All right, I'm looking forward to that, Dr. Forrest. Now, what can people do to decrease their chance of getting some type of dementia? You know, some types of dementia are mostly genetic. Uh, some types of dementia are, you know, related to diseases that you get later in life. But there are some that are preventable, and there's definitely ways you can, can improve your chances of not getting those. And even if you do get one of the hereditary dementias, a lot of times doing the things we're going to talk about now can actually improve, uh, you know, the memory that you have and sort of delay the progression of things a little bit. So first of all, do not smoke. Uh, smoking increases your risk of memory loss and dementia substantially, especially for the type of dementia we call vascular dementia. 
And so if you are smoking, you definitely want to, to quit. And the best thing is to never pick it up in the first place. Um, another good rule of thumb is that everything that's bad for your heart is also bad for your brain. So high blood pressure, high cholesterol, both of those contribute to what we call vascular dementia. And if you've got those conditions, if you've got high blood pressure or high cholesterol, which we've talked about you know, on the show before, you really don't just need to get those treated. You need to make sure you get to your goal uh, for those conditions. The next thing is, and some people have probably heard of this before, but it's called uh, sleep apnea. And a lot of people have sleep apnea and don't know they have it. So, uh, you know, and you may have memory loss. You may be a little bit sleepy during the day. Uh, People may tell you that you snore a lot and you can just fall asleep at a drop of a hat when you sit down during the day. And it may be that you've actually got sleep apnea. So if you've got any of those red flag symptoms, if you can, you know, easily fall asleep, you know, even at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, if, you know, you get on long road trips and it's hard to keep your eyes open, or if you just feel like you're generally sleepy all day and people have told you that you make funny noises when you sleep or that you snore really loudly, you really should consider getting a sleep study because it's one of the preventable uh, forms of memory loss is taking care of sleep apnea. Another thing to think about is there are some vitamin deficiencies that can cause some issues, and one of those is a vitamin D deficiency. So many people are vitamin D deficient and don't know it. The thing is, people are trying to stay out of the sun to prevent skin cancer, and our skin is actually one of our best sources for vitamin D. It can make vitamin D, and so since we're all staying out of that UV light, um, a lot of times vitamin D supplementation may be beneficial. Uh, Another thing you want to do is keep the alcohol consumption at less than one drink per day for women, one or less, and less than two per day for men, because any more than that has been shown to increase the risk for memory loss and dementia. And if you've got depression, this is associated with dementia in later life. And although it's not well understood why, if you have any symptoms of depression, you really should get this treated. And last of all, another condition that can lead to this or contribute to it is diabetes. So if you do have diabetes, you definitely want to make sure it's well controlled uh, and, and decrease your risk there. Dr. Forrest, it's time for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You know, the tip this week is things you can actually do that will improve your memory uh, and possibly delay memory loss. And first of all, the old rule of use it or lose it definitely applies here. So, you know, you need to give your brain some work to do. Uh, There are memory training games and exercises you can do. Uh, Definitely reading can be helpful. And then solving puzzles, you know, like those crazy uh, Sudoku puzzles and things like that, those have actually been shown to stimulate mental activity and possibly improve memory. Uh, You know, even playing word games and things like that may be able to sort of delay the onset of of memory loss and might also decrease the severity. Um, There are even free apps for your phone and things like that out there that you can put on your phone that will actually help you with these kind of projects, little memory games and things like that. So um, the next thing you can actively do to help prevent dementia is get at least 150 minutes of aerobic exercise a week. And again, that 150 minutes doesn't have to be divided any particular way. It could be, you know, 20 minutes, seven days a week. It could be 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Um, And then being out there and engaged with other people and being social has also been shown to potentially delay dementia or make it less severe. When we come back, we'll talk about ways that you can be tested and when you should consider seeing a physician. This is Access Health Radio. 
Welcome back to Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Today we're talking about memory loss. Dr. Forrest, if someone does have memory loss or maybe a family member seems to be struggling with changes in memory or with their way of thinking, when do they need to worry or consider getting evaluated for that? Well, you know, uh, Mike, everyone in the entire world will forget things and occasionally even surprise themselves by forgetting something very simple. Uh, For example, and this is a personal example, but uh, let's say you lose your keys and later you find your keys in the refrigerator. Well, that might really seem crazy and like a problem. However, in our busy and often distracted lives, it could have been as simple as that you had your keys in your hand when you were putting away some groceries where you just come from the grocery store and you didn't know you left your keys in the refrigerator. Something like that could happen. So, you know, when you need to be concerned about yourself or a loved one is when changes in memory actually lead to a loss of function or a lack of your ability to do or maintain normal activities. Anytime memory changes are substantially affecting your daily activities or your ability to to do them, you really do need to get that evaluated. Now, there is a simple test. Uh, Many physicians use this. Uh, I use this in my office. Uh, It's actually quite helpful, and it's very simple. It's called the MMSE, or Mini Mental Status Exam. And it involves a series of questions and tasks and only takes a few minutes to complete. The top score you can get is uh, a 30, and I have frequently had patients that were really concerned about their memory get a flawless score, you know, 30 out of 30. And I could provide them some really good reassurance assurance that you know what they were experiencing with their forgetting their keys or somebody's name was was actually normal uh, because they did well on this uh, short uh, screening test so some examples of parts of this test are being able to easily spell words backwards speaking out loud so for example you know if you wanted to spell dog backwards or you wanted to spell you know earth backwards or something like that being able to do that uh, consistently and sort of do that to yourself means that you're you're doing pretty well another way we do it is we'll actually Uh, have people count backwards uh, by a set number and be able to continually give that amount as they count backwards by that number. And that's a really good sign. Another one is, and this is hard in this day and age because everybody has a digital clock, it seems, uh, but is being able to accurately draw the time on an analog clock face. If you can basically draw a clock, put all the numbers in, and draw a time on that clock, it's a really good sign that your brain is working pretty well. So those are just some general kind of things that people can do uh, or throw around with family members just to see if there's there's something to be concerned about or not. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified physician Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, besides Alzheimer's disease, which seemingly everybody's heard about, what are some of the other types of dementia? Well, you know, Alzheimer's is the most common type, but uh, there are some others that are really close seconds. And one of those is vascular dementia. And vascular dementia is basically what it sounds like. It's where your blood flow to your brain or parts of your brain is really not adequate. And this is the type of dementia that really happens a lot because of cholesterol buildup. You know, that same cholesterol that can build up in your coronary arteries can build up in the arteries going to your brain. And if areas of your brain don't get enough blood or oxygen, they may experience damage and you may get some dementia from that. So this is one of the most preventable dementias. One of the things that's striking about vascular dementia is it seems to be to follow a stair-step pattern. And what I mean by that is with Alzheimer's disease, a lot of times people will tell you it was a very, very 
gradual decline in memory. And with vascular dementia, it seems to be steps. People will be going along at a certain pace, and then all of a sudden there's a big drop-off in their ability or their memory, and then they go along at that level for months and months and months, and then there's another sharp drop-off. So that's one of the key things that clue us in to, to vascular dementia. Lots of people in the audience are familiar with Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's disease, usually people think of it as a movement disorder because of the tremor associated with it, but it can also have some some dementia components to it as well. Another thing for people not to forget is, you know, possibly reactions to medications. There are some medications that, especially in combinations with other things, can cause temporary memory loss, particularly a class we call anticholinergics. So a lot of cold medicines, uh, older antihistamines and things like that, they can definitely have an impact on your thinking. Um, one that people don't hear about a lot, but I think is important to bring up is called normal pressure hydrocephalus or NPH. And this is actually a type of dementia where people get neurologic symptoms like uh, problems with walking. They can have problems with, uh, you know, continence. And if somebody all of a sudden notices memory changes and they're also having those other neurologic symptoms, they absolutely need to get examined and checked out for this kind of thing. Uh, you know, we've heard a lot about uh, brain injury, traumatic brain injury in the NFL. That is an incredibly common uh, reason now we're learning more and more that that brain injury in a very young age, you know, a lot of these athletes in their 20s and 30s, uh, later in life is when we actually see these changes. And depending on what part of the brain is damaged sort of affects, you know, what their symptoms are going to be like. But in a similar way, whether it's not a, a actual traumatic injury, people can have an injury to their brain from not getting enough oxygen. So anoxic brain injuries, you know, people who've, you know, had near drowning experiences, people that have uh, had carbon monoxide poisoning, things like that. Uh, that's another type of dementia. And then one that's kind of unusual is called a frontotemporal dementia. And the reason this is different is a lot of times this one will actually cause significant mood changes. And, you know, there's, there's honestly, we don't know the reason for this type. It's just one of those things that happens. But a lot of times people will experience this type of memory loss along with some real changes to their personality, which is really disturbing a lot of times to their family and friends. Uh, people have heard of Huntington's disease before. This one is a genetic disorder. Uh, there's not really anything that can be done to prevent it. And normally people, this strikes people much earlier, you know, potentially in their 30s and 40s, they may come down with symptoms. In North Carolina specifically, you know, Alzheimer's is number one and vascular dementia is sort of the second most common cause. Dr. Forrest, dementia can lead to other things as well. What kinds of health consequences can dementia lead to? The first thing it can do is lead to the lack of ability to do the activities we call ADLs or activities of daily living. And these are things like, you know, dressing yourself, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, and being able to go to the bathroom independently. And also, and very concerning, is the, the lack of ability to reliably take your prescription medication. And one of the really tough things we see is that people that get dementia, a lot of times their other diseases get much, much worse because they can't remember to take their medication reliably, which was treating their other conditions. Uh, so that can be especially problematic and something for family members to pay attention to. Um, lung problems, especially pneumonia, can develop due to increased trouble with swallowing and aspiration and sort of controlling your own airway. And many people with uh, dementia are unable to get the food and water they need, so they may get nutritionally deficient. They may even forget to eat. Uh, some of them actually, when it gets really severe, even have trouble chewing and swallowing uh, their food. And, you know, obviously people who have dementia like this have to watch out for dangerous activities like driving, cooking, or traveling. Uh, even walking alone can be really concerning. Uh, you've probably heard of silver alerts. 
Uh, we actually had one of our own patients that had a silver alert, and people can just get lost, you know, take get the wrong exit. They may go off, on, uh, you know, somewhere where they're unfamiliar with, and if they're by themselves, they can really get lost and get themselves into trouble. And obviously the last consequence of dementia causing death, and this is usually related to an infection. Many families will tell you that uh, death is not the hardest part of a dementia like Alzheimer's, but the hardest part is actually being a family member of somebody with dementia. Dr. Forrest, if someone already has dementia, what kinds of resources are there for those folks? Well, there's a couple of good ones. Uh, The first one is the Alzheimer's Association. That was founded in 1980, uh, and it's at uh, alz.org. Uh, The second one is the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, which is at alzfdn.org. And both of these organizations have tons of resources for folks, uh, family members of people with Alzheimer's, people who are wondering if they have Alzheimer's or want more information. And the other thing I think is useful is you can actually find a copy of the Mini Mental Status Exam. Uh, An easy place to find it is Wikipedia under mini mental status exam, and it'll actually show you the scoring and how you do that. Uh, it's really not hard. You don't necessarily have to have a medical degree to just sort of, you know, play around with that test a little bit. Um, and, you you know, if somebody gets a score that's 24 points or better out of 30, that indicates pretty normal thinking. Um, if you get below 24, it can be sort of a mild uh, cognitive problem. If you get between a 10 and an 18, it can be sort of moderate. Uh, anybody who gets less than, than 10 uh, on this test, it's, pr- it's a pretty severe sort of dementia probably that's going on there. Um, but I would say anybody who gets under 24 definitely uh, needs to be evaluated. Coming up, our trivia of the week. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. So what are some of the things that people should take away from this week's show, Dr. Forrest, about memory loss and dementia? First, if you or a family member have signs of memory loss or trouble thinking, and it's significant enough to affect the ability to do normal activities, then you should get some type of evaluation done. The mini mental status exam is a useful screening tool for this, but if you're really having a problem, you should get evaluated by a professional. Second, if you want to do everything possible to prevent dementia, Uh, And Alzheimer's, you can't really necessarily prevent, but other types of dementia you can. There's lots of things you can do in terms of a healthy diet, not smoking, making sure you're challenging your brain, giving it real complex tasks to work on, and then treating problems like depression. And then some forms of dementia that aren't preventable, at least not yet, but even in those genetically predisposed uh, conditions, if you get one of those dementias, a lot of these other things that we just talked about can actually slow down or, or make the severity not quite as bad. Time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. So according to the Alzheimer's Association of America, one in 10 people over 65 actually have Alzheimer's disease, and it accounts for 60 to 80% of the dementia in the United States. This disease puts a huge burden on families and caregivers, and an estimated 15 million people provide unpaid care for people with dementia. That's all the time for our show this week, Dr. Forrest. Hopefully you will be able to use this information to improve your health and the health of your loved ones. Our scripture this week is from John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance, all that I have said to you. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. Join us next week. Dr. Forrest will be discussing the importance of hydration. 
You might be surprised all the things water can fix. For Dr. Brian Forrest, I'm Mike Davis. This has been Access Health Radio.